What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Other horn is Everything that we do every day, we want to be a champion. Get your mind right and let's go. Do the little things. Win every day. It's a simplistic place so far. Everything with an attitude. Alabama. I don't give a shit who we're playing. Richardson breaks free on the sideline. End zone. This is a mauling, folks. A mauling. Fear the tide, honey badger. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Alabama Football Podcast, powered by Bama Hammer. Tom, we're back, and tonight we're talking defense. You want to kick off with the defensive line? Man, absolutely, man. We always got to start with the big uglies. I, um, what, what do you think about the recent going ons of of, uh, of camp with the with the Jonathan Allen and the Brandon Ivory and the Ashawn Robinson? It's a little frustrating that all these guys have missed so much time so far. It really is. We've had a, a number of injuries through camp. You know, we can talk about that uh, almost at every uh, position on the field. The offensive line has taken uh, some significant uh, bruises. Uh, to, I, th- I think two potential starters uh, have missed most of camp. Uh, we've seen a lot across the defensive uh, front. Uh, we'll talk about linebacker and corner, uh, some of the dings and and uh, bang ups we've had there. But you know, some pretty big name uh, you know folks, Jonathan Allen, like you said, Ashawn uh, Robinson. I think we are intentionally taking it very slow with uh, with Ashawn. I think we know what we have there in terms of his talent uh, and uh, the contributions that uh, that he can make and that he has demonstrated. And, uh, you know, I think that he'll get some snaps against West Virginia, but I don't think we're going to count on him. And uh, I think we're going to ease him along and make sure that he's fully healthy uh, for when we get into conference play. Well, man, I am definitely excited to, to at least hear that we've got some freshmen that have come in and uh, taking advantage of their opportunities in, in Josh Frazier and, and Deshaun Hand, you know, and then and then you throw in a guy like DJ Petway. I mean, you look at you look at where this team would be right now without the leadership that he seems to be providing, and um, you you throw in Dalvin Tomlinson, and you know the between the injuries and the and the time away for you know non injuries that some of these players have have you know have been held out of of uh, of a fall camp. A lot of guys have gotten some uh, some opportunities to get some snaps, and and hopefully this will help out because this is a young defensive line as far as you know playing snaps at Alabama, and um, you know it, it's nice to see so many guys out there have have been have at least gone against the ones. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, you know, you have to look for the silver lining, and and it's not you know making excuses. You know, ideally, you'd like everyone to come out of camp. Uh, you know, no injuries, no suspensions, everyone doing what they should and everyone primed, uh, ready to go. But, uh, if you are to, if you are to look for the silver lining, uh, which I think is a good philosophy to have just across the board and certainly, you know, coming through struggles, uh, with a, with a team like this, we have gotten a lot of guys, uh, a lot of additional work and, uh, some of the guys that have been out, you know, we know what they can do. We know what they're capable of. And so uh, we've gotten a lot of work with a lot of other guys, and I think that's good. That's going to be good for us. You know, Darren Lake and Curvin and and Petway getting uh, some more work. You know, D-Liner. Some of the freshmen you've mentioned, you know, Deshaun Hand and uh, Josh Fraser, those are guys we're going to see contribute. Uh, it's going to be, 
you know, I, I think, and as I was putting together the, the guide and, and kind of looking through uh, the two deep, just even across the roster, and we're going to see it here on the defensive line, it's amazing if you think of all the stockpile talent that we have after all the successful recruiting that, that Saban's put together. But then you layer in this recruiting class. There really is something sort of, there's a mystique to this recruiting class, almost like there was back in 2008 when we got Ingram and Barron and Julio and Lester and all of those guys. There's something about this recruiting class. And if you look up and down the lineup on the, uh, along the two deep, it is riddled with true freshmen. Uh, and uh, we're going to see that, uh, not just true freshmen, I guess, but I guess you know members of this class, right? And so take a Jaron Reed and take a DJ Petway and then some of these uh, these freshmen, Deshaun Hand and Josh Frazier, that's a lot of instant depth to a defensive line. I think this defensive line has the opportunity to be a weapon, not just a stopgap, but this offensive line can be a hammer that uh, you know we beat teams about the head with. No, they can be. And I guess what I meant by the, you know, the leadership is, is that, you know, it's a deep, it's a deep group of kids, but you've only got one senior coming back in, in, in Brandon Ivory, you know, he, he's your, he's your only, you know, three-year letterman on the whole defensive squad. And then when you look at the guys that are two-year lettermen, they, they really haven't, you know, been able to make a big contribution up until this point. So, you know, obviously, Ashawn Robinson stepped in and, and provided valuable depth last year. And uh, obviously, we expect big things from him this year. But when you look at the when you look at the Dalvin Tomlinson who got hurt, you look at the transfers between Jaron Reed, between Jaron Reed and between um, Petway. Uh, between Petway. You know, these guys are stepping in. We expect good things. We saw them in a day. We we saw good flashes, but they're still inexperienced as far as, you know, being here. And so I'm just, I'm intrigued to watch what unfolds here. Cause you know, out of 17 defensive linemen, you probably have 15 freshmen and sophomores or 14 freshmen and sophomores. And that's a big group. It is a big group, but man, the talent up and down, uh, and, and it, you know, I don't want to sound like I'm minimizing maybe the lack of experience. Maybe I am doing that. But I think if you look at the talent up and down this this lineup, you know, all the way, you know, from the top to to the bottom, uh, it's a lot of youth, uh, which really bodes well not only this season, but <clears throat> you know, if we project in even in the next season. But uh, you know, it's as talented a group as I think I've ever seen at Alabama. Certainly in uh, in in a number of years, this is another position, and we've talked about our wide receiver position. You know, just being almost just uber talented. I think the the defensive line is just, you know, maybe they don't have as many nationally, you know, known name brands. Uh, and, of course, they're not scoring touchdowns like the wide receivers, so they don't make the highlights in quite the same way. But uh, I think this is as deep and talented of a group. And I think there, I think there's any number of teams, including, you know, those amongst the SEC that would like to draft uh, from our defensive line uh, roster. Oh, absolutely. And the, and the biggest thing that I think Saban is finally getting to at Alabama, and it's taken a while, is getting not only the, you know, he's been rotating several guys for the past couple of years, but having enough big bodies, right? When he brings in the two deep guys at defensive end, they're typically still a little bit on the light side. Well, when you look at this roster up and down this roster of defensive linemen, all these guys are, you know, 280 to 320. 
I mean, they're all big guys. Yeah. And, um, you know, look at a Jonathan Allen, look at the weight that he put on last year from, you know, during the off season, you know, Jaron Reed and, and Petway are huge. I mean, let's face it, right. We, we talked about in the recruiting show when he brought in these two JUCOs, why did he bring these JUCOs in? Because he felt like he needed some additional help with the leadership. So if these two guys can step in and play like they did at the A-Day game to go with Sean and Brandon Ivory, and and then you can have these other young guys be able to to slowly work into the to the to the season. It's huge. I mean, take a Deshaun hand, right? I mean, here he is a number one player in the nation. And um, you know, he's not being asked, right, to to come in and, and be the stud and and get, you know, a sack every ball game. No, that expectation is not, you know, being placed there, but that capability you know, could potentially be there. What's going to be interesting, and, and let's poke at this a little bit, right? Because we can tell me how you think th- this this kind of shakes up. I've seen uh, written in a, in a few places that uh, our starting down three will be uh, Brandon Ivory in the middle with Ashawn at a defensive end and a Jaron Reed at the defensive end. And I, and I see that, and I kind of shake my head a little bit. Uh, I think Jaron uh, Jaron Reed is is probably the nose, and I think uh, Brandon Ivory kind of spells him. Now, if we want to go big, I think we can big those. We can bring those three uh, big bodies in there. But I think we go Jaron in the middle, middle Ashawn on one of the edges, and probably Jonathan Allen, uh, or you know maybe a Deshaun Hand or maybe a Petway, kind of rotating uh, at at the other. If we want to go light uh, and try to get some speed out there, I think we go Ashawn in the middle with someone like a Jonathan Allen, uh, maybe even a Tim Williams, but, uh, you know, maybe a Petway or hand, uh, at the other defensive end. What do you think about how we, you know, not just the numbers of people, but how we then line up and deploy them? Well, I think if we, if we play our standard base nickel formation, um, I think as the season progresses, you will see more, you will see Jaron Reed take, take more snaps of the game than, than Brandon. Um, and, and maybe, or, or maybe as the season progresses, maybe it's about a 50-50, right? Brandon has made a lot of progression um, in the past couple of years. And so I, 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 think, I think having Jaron Reed brought in uh, provided some huge comfort for me, right, as someone yep. who can spell Brandon and there's no drop-off. Because for some reason, the first thing I think of is the SEC championship game against Georgia. Jesse Williams got banged up. He comes out of the game. Um, yep, the next yep. thing you know, the backup nose tackle comes in and they start gashing us up the middle and, and, you know, covering up CJ Mosley. So I, I, I see, I, I like the fact that we've got per your comment. I like the fact that we have got a Brandon Ivory to, to, to be the run stopper. I see Jaron, I see Jaron Reed as a guy who can be the run stopper and put some pressure up the middle of the pocket. Yep. But then a Sean is that middle guy. Um, who can come in like um, uh, he, he's he's the guy that can come in and, and rush the pocket on third downs. I, I see him floating down over the over the center, like you just mentioned, on third downs, you know, a lot this year. Yeah, I, I just think I, I think it's going to be fun to watch how we deploy, you know, this group. But, you know, I even go back and, and if we kind of want to, you know, uh, thinking about it a little bit more, we you know, we're a base three forward. We play out of the nickel, you know, sometimes um you know, sometimes we'll walk up uh, a linebacker, uh, you know, and look like a, a four-man front. I've actually seen us play, uh, and we did this some more last year. We've actually played a four, uh, a four-man front, 
Uh, I think it was because we didn't have a true nose, and so we brought in two defensive tackles and then two defensive ends, uh, and we did uh, you know s- some more of that. I think certainly here we had the versatility uh, to do something like that. Uh, we have the, a number of the of the big bodies, you know. But take a lineup, you know, like like we talked about with uh, an A. Sean uh, at an end, maybe a DJ at an end, and maybe Jaron in the middle, and then take someone like uh, a Deshaun Hand that can line up um, and be a designated blister from a couple of different spots. Uh, you know, we can also, you know, do that with some of the linebackers as well. Uh, I, I think that I think that we have the opportunity to be significantly more aggressive uh, with our front eight because of what we have. Uh, and it's hard to kind of when we start talking about these packages and, and blitzing and who we're going to send, it's hard to kind of separate the defensive ends from some of these outside linebackers. But um you know, without bleeding too much into the linebackers, I just think we have an opportunity because of the the assets, the resources, the talent, the skill we have at, across the defensive front. That um, you know, I, I just I think we're going to attack. I think we're going to be in an attack mode. Uh, we're going to rotate in almost like a hockey line. Uh, we'll be able to rotate in uh, a second unit, and um, we'll be able to use this defensive line as a weapon. Oh, absolutely. And I, I think the biggest difference in this year's team versus the last two years is they've got more than one guy that I think can pressure the pocket. And, you know, Saban's been trying to get guys that can bring pressure off the edge, right? And and we and we haven't had, you know, in years past, this Bama team has had one guy that can put pressure on the quarterback. Well, then they just, you know, they rotate the protection to that side and teams can, you know, teams can, you know, roll the quarterback out away from that. Well, Dalvin Tomlinson was really coming on last year before he got hurt. And so how does he continue to progress? DJ Petway was very surprising in the spring. Uh, Jonathan Allen has put on 20 pounds and uh, not to mention, you know, Ashawn. And so I actually hope, I hope Deshaun Hand is used as more of uh, a rabbit pass rusher. I, I, I would like him to not have to carry the load on first and second down. I would like him to be able to come in on third down situations, third and long, put his hand in the dirt as the guy on the edge and go after the quarterback. And let that be his role halfway through the season, right? And then let him slowly work into, you know, playing someone's first down or second down and and, and so forth. Yep, yep. I, I agree. You know, one thing I want to call out is is DJ Petway and and uh, you know the play that he made. You know, he had an interception of uh, uh, of Blake Sims in uh, in a day, <clears throat> and you know something that really you know a couple of things I guess really stood out to me in that play. You know, that was an inside screen, and the fact that you know a lot of times they release uh, the linemen to come through to to uh, you know to allow the the running back, uh, an open running lane, right? And so he not only just went right after the quarterback, he diagnosed that this was a screen, was able to get over, you know, block, uh, or actually, in, in effect, cover the receiver, the running back, as part of the screen. And, you know, Blake made a bad decision. He did. But uh, it was, you know, the athleticism, it was the the intuition and the football intelligence that DJ demonstrated to diagnose the play and and bust the play. It was a, then a bad quarterback decision, but then it was DJ's athleticism that allowed him to snag the ball and return it for a touchdown. That just, you know, that play is 
a microcosm of what he brings to the table. And then if you want to add just a little layer of icing on top of that, the fact that, you know, he had some 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 misdeeds uh, that caused him to, uh, you know, have to leave the program. He, you know, sort of served his time, if you will, has come back, done the things that the coach coaching staff, you know, would necessarily require in that situation. And um, now he is, uh, I would have to think, just truly a seasoned sort of hardened leader uh, amongst our uh, not just a, the defensive front or you know the defensive unit, but even just across the whole team. That guys, you don't know how how good you've got it here, and uh, you know maximize your your opportunity every day. And I think he's going to come in with just uh, you know sort of his pants on fire, ready to just contribute and uh, and make the best of the situation. Hey, what do you think about Dakota Ball as far as, you know, looks like he's taking advantage of his opportunities to be the next Brandon Green. He's a guy that probably saw a crowded defensive line like we're talking about. And uh, kudos to him if he can bring his 280 pounds to the other side of the ball and, 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 and help us as that third tight end. Yeah, absolutely. I think as, you know, if we look up and down, you know, this list of, you know, this roster of players, uh, at the defensive line, I don't know where he would fit in, and I think it would, you know, you know, maybe be the bottom third. And so you think, gosh, the bottom third of of this, uh, uh, you know, group of talent, it's going to be hard to find the field. But in that Brandon Green sort of blocking uh, tight end role, uh, with you know the athleticism that he's going to bring as a defensive lineman, uh, I think he's got a, a short walk to the field, and uh, we'll see him play this uh, this coming Saturday. Well, I just I, I find it interesting that that they, you know, kudos to the coaching staff, you know, for for having the you know foresight to to look at trying to work him over there, like they you know like they did Brandon Green last year, and uh, take a guy who's probably hungry get, to get on the field and just wanted to mention his name because because he could be very valuable for us in goal line situations this year and and uh, and get that letter you know get his first letter this year and so kudos yep. to him. Absolutely. Tom, I have to throw this uh, out here. It's it's almost kind of been a calling card, you know, when we talk about, um, you know, Saban recruiting and the talent that he uh, has piled up, especially across the defensive, uh, across the defensive line. But, um, man, it's a it's a long look back to the days where, uh, you know, Byron Motley uh, breaks his breaks his hand and in fall camp. And, you know, he's designated to be the starting nose guard. And we just feel like all hope is lost. Um so it's a far cry. I'm not mad at Motley. I like him, but uh, I'm just saying it's a far cry from those days, right? It is, man. I'm so glad you brought that up, man, because the Bama Nation was in mourning, right? They were like, we are screwed. We have lost our one inside defensive line guy yep. who was an offensive lineman, and what are we going to do? Yep. And, um, yeah, it, it is It is nice to be – it is nice for that to be way back in the rearview mirror. Absolutely. It's a good time to be an Alabama fan. It's that's sort of how I, I summarize and punctuate that. Absolutely. Well, hey, Tom, this has been another edition of the Alabama Football Podcast. We cover the defensive line. Uh, if you want more of this type of analysis, uh, check us out on BamaHammer.com. We're putting together some articles, uh, some content that we're releasing there. We've also got our 2014 uh, preseason viewing guide. Hey, it's just a cup of coffee at uh, $4.99. Uh, I think as we even get closer to the, closer to the season, we may be dropping uh, that price a little bit. If you like the podcast, 
it's an opportunity for you for you to uh, just give us a tip of the hat and just a show of thanks uh, and support for what uh, for what we're doing here. So thanks for listening and roll tide. Thanks for listening to the Alabama Football Podcast. We love that you're tuned in and hope that you enjoyed the show. We encourage you to reach out and let us know what you like, where we can improve, or just to shout out a roll tide. We are where you are. iTunes, Facebook, Twitter, email newsletters, t-shirts, free roster downloads, and of course, on the web at alabamafootballpodcast.com. Check us out where you'll find easy links to your favorite way to follow the tide. Got that, Coach? Of course. Roll Tide. Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code PROGRAM.